from the studios of Adventist World Radio. Hello and welcome. This is the International English Service from Pune. Today in our broadcast, we have music from Celestial Singers and Jody Malashenko. A story for children entitled, Canary Saved a Baby. Ending our program with a message from God's Word, focusing our attention on the topic, What Kind of Being is God? I'm Sharad. I'm Sophia. And you're listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. We begin our program with the song, Men of God. a story for children told by our friend Diamond, A Canary Saved a Baby. Hi friends, 
Welcome to a story from Sri Lanka. In Sri Lanka, a small green canary proved to be God's instrument in saving a baby from certain death. Little Thomas had been dressed in his rompers by the ayah and left to play in his pen near the canary's cage. Then the nurse left the room to talk to her husband, the cook for the family. Tommy's parents were calling on church members and those interested in Bible study. Soon the squirrels and several crows began to scold in the garden. A long spotted snake crawled along the red tiled porch floor next to the room where the baby and the canary were enjoying the afternoon. In his best bird language the canary screamed, "Danger, look out!" but the ayah did not hear with eager eyes the snake kept looking at the canary but the cage hung too high for the viper to reach then he spied tommy in the playpen with a little rubber frog his favorite toy the reptile stopped moving his head back and forth when the canary saw the snake crawling toward the pen and the baby he made a frightful disturbance by flying rapidly back and forth in his cage human footsteps sounded on the gravel tommy's parents heard all the noises made by squirrels crows and the canary a month before when a green whip snake had invaded their garden they had been given the same kind of alarm On the run came Tommy's mother and saw her baby in the pen with the snake only a few feet away. Quickly she snatched her son before the snake could strike. She had not come a second too soon. When the husband entered the room, he saw his wife sobbing and kissing the baby. Excitedly she pointed to the playpen where the snake lay all coiled up, ready for a strike. The father picked up a bone-headed cane from a rack and dispatched the enemy. When the gardener came to remove the reptiles, he whispered, awestruck, "A spectacled snake rustles viper." Indeed, God defended the baby by the canary screaming and the prompt arrival of the parents who rejoiced at God's mercy. You just heard Diamond tell a story on Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope for all. For more information about our program do write to us on Adventist World Radio Post Box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India The scripture says O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good Blessed is the man who trusts in him Psalms 34:8 Here's another song by Jody Melashenko My God is real. Whosoever will to find 
God's word and we have Pastor Frederick Paul speak to us about what kind of being is God Psalm 19:1 The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork Psalm 14:1 The fool hath said in his heart there is no god Only a fool would say there is no god When David lifted up his eyes and looked upon all the glories and beauties of the universe there is no wonder that he burst forth into a psalm of praise to God, the author and the creator of it all. We preach from the assumption that there is a God, that he has existed from the timeless past and will exist for all eternity. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He will still exist when the heaven and the earth are no more. A human author doesn't try to prove his own existence. He simply stamps his name on his book and sends it out into the world. And so it is, God has stamped his name upon the first page of the Bible. And all the way through it, we must recognize his existence. Number one, let's discuss about the personality of God. The first thing is that he is a spirit. John chapter 4 and verse 24 says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This verse means that although God is very real, he is not material and not visible to us. He met Moses upon the mountaintop, and Moses cried out, Show me thy glory. God replied to him, I will make all my goodness to pass before thee, but thou canst not see my face. If God is real, he must have a form. Did he not say, Let us make man in our own image, and yet it is not a physical form, but a spiritual form. We shall never look upon that form in this world, but we shall see him in all his glory in heaven, when we too have been given a spiritual existence like unto him. When Stephen was being stoned, he declared, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He must have seen God in his spiritual form. God moves in his spirit through the world, and we do not see him. But in heaven, 
we shall see him face to face he is a person secondly he knows he feels he loves he hears prayers he speaks he acts the bible always represents him as a person as a living god he is a free person he is not bound by any limitations but he can act free as he pleases with his power he is unhampered and unlimited in his power he is highest above all and mightiest over all he is the author of universal order in matter life and mind such an order as this could come only from infinite intelligence when we look upon the old world with all its wonders when we think of the regularity of night and day when we think of the constancy of the seasons when we think of the faithfulness of the sun the moon and the stars when we think about the wonderful mission which is man we cannot help but say thy wisdom is about the wisdom of the wisest of men thy thoughts are as high above our thoughts as the heaven is above the earth secondly let's discuss about the attributes of god god is holy the bible labors through many types sacrifices and ceremonies to bring out the fact that god is holy the prophet describes him as the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy as he sits upon the revelation throne the angels sing out holy 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 lord god almighty jesus taught us that god is holy the only holy one god is eternal the heavens and earth have been here for a long time but god was here before their time he was here before the morning stars sang together and all the sons of god shouted for joy it has been a long time since columbus discovered america but that it is a short time compared with the life of god a museum in cairo contains the mummified body of one of the pharaohs who reigned about the time of moses if this man were alive today his life would be short compared with that of god god is omnipotent that is he is all powerful pharaoh thought he was a mighty ruler Napoleon and the Kaiser and the Hitler thought they were mighty monarchs but all the powers of the earth must bow down before the great god the winds and waves obey his will he speaks and it is done jesus said with god all things are possible jeremiah 32:17 our lord god behold thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm and there is nothing too hard for thee Job 42:2 I know that thou canst do everything God is omniscient because God is omniscient he knows all things John 3:20 God knoweth all things Psalm 147 and verse 4 he telleth the number of the stars he calleth them all by their names Matthew 10:29 are not two sparrows sold for a farthing and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father God looks down through the ages and takes even the acts of wicked men and makes them work out for our good and for his glory. We have just gone through a great war with all its bloodshed, atrocities and sorrow, but God knew all about it and will work it out all right. He takes the shocking things of our lives and proves to us that all things work together for good to them that love God. There are no afterthoughts with God. 
He knows from all time past what's happening and what will happen on through eternity. He is omniscient. God is omnipresent. This means that God is everywhere at all times. Acts 17.27 He is not far from every one of us. He is with us in the brightness of midday and in the blackness of midnight. He was with our boys on the sands of Africa, in the mountains of Germany, and on the barren isles of the Pacific. He is as close to us by sea as by land. He is with us when we are serving Him. He is by our side when we go down into sin. If we stop and think and remember that God is there, and that we must account to Him, we will be more careful about our daily lives. When you are in sorrow, and think that the world has forsaken you, don't worry, my friend. God is there with you. When troubles like the waves of the sea sweep over your soul, He is still there. He is not a God who is far off. Come on, take courage, my brother, my sister. Sixthly, God is great. He is great in creative power. If you want to see the greatness of God, look around you. Look upon the mountains, the rivers, and the oceans. The poet wisely says, Only God can make a tree. Only a great God can make all the wonderful things which are in the world of nature today. We think of the earth as being very great. But if the sun were hollow, and if you could bore a hole into its surface, you could put a million four hundred thousand volts in the sun, and they would still have room to rattle around. And yet there are many other planets in God's system, much larger than the earth. On great God made them all. Let man stand in reverence before him. He is great in redemptive power. Man was made in innocence. But he sank down into sin. Yet God in mighty redemptive power saves him from his sin. God made him. The devil unmade him. And God can remake him. You think of the life of some terrible character and you say nothing can change that man but God. And God does. You hear of an evangelist who advertises the story of his life with such a title as from gambling den to the pulpit. What made such a change in his life? Only the redemptive power of a great God. If you are the vilest sinner in all the world, you are the one whom God wants. He is great in keeping power. When God saves a man, there is no power on earth, heaven or hell, great enough to tear him out of the Father's hand. God is greater than the devil and all the demons of hell. They may assail the soul of man, but God will keep him safe. Jesus said, They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. A man may say he cannot hold out. But it is not up to him to hold out. It is up to God. We must fully trust him. And not try to live in our own strength. God is great and all the devils of hell are small compared to him. If we surrender our lives to him, he will keep us safe forever. Finally, God is loving. Some people think that God is a hard-faced tyrant who looks with displeasure upon a smile, who sends us to hell when we do not toe the mark. This is absolutely wrong. God loves us. 
that God cares for us. If we are punished for our sin, it is not God's fault, it is our fault. God's love is shown in the gift of His Son to die for us. The greatest love in all the world is not the love of a mother for her child, nor the love of a patriot for his country, but the love of God for lost sinners like you and me. Suppose someone should say to me, You must give up your son that he might die for another man's sin. I would immediately say, No, I will not sacrifice my son. Let the man die in his sin. But what did God say? His son was the first among ten thousand, and the one altogether lovely. God loved him with all his heart, but when he heard the cry of a sin-sick world, he gave his only begotten son to die that sinners might find the way home to heaven. His love is shown in his daily care. We are prone to forget that it is God who cares for us every second of the day. We would have gone down long ago if he hadn't cared for us. We can truly say with Jeremiah of old, The Lord's mercies are new every morning when the doctor stands beside the operating table and performs a delicate operation, the slightest slip of his hand might cost death, but God guides that hand. Hundreds of times we have been in a position where one misstep would have meant that we did not know it, but God was there caring for us. God's love is shown in his mercy towards sinners. You and I were such wretched sinners that we deserved death and nothing but death. But God must have allowed us to show mercy upon us, even while we were in our sins. The present relation of God to the world and to men. He governs the affairs of the world. At times it seems that the world is tottering upon the brink of disaster, but behind the clouds God is still upon his throne and God is still reigning over the universe. He lifts up nations and casts them down according to his own great purpose. He lifted up many nations. In ancient days, these nations went astray in sin and godlessness and the Lord cast them down. He punishes sin and rewards righteousness here upon earth. Men cannot break God's laws upon this earth and get away with it. You can say, regardless of what the Bible teaches, I will do as I please, but you cannot get away with it. God has some unchangeable laws in this world. And if these laws are broken, punishment automatically comes upon the lawbreaker. The future relation of God to the world and to man, he will be a just judge. He will judge those who are out of Christ, the rich man, the poor man, the beggar, the thief, the scholar, the dullard, the king, the slave, the great, the small, all men must give an account to God of the way they have lived in this world. According to God's word, there are two judgment thrones waiting for us out yonder in the future. The first throne will be the judgment seat of Christ where the Lord Jesus will judge all Christians according to their works and reward them in proportion to the way they have served the Lord and lived for His glory. The other throne is the great white throne where Christ shall judge all unbelievers and sinners and punish them according to their works. You will not be able to plead not guilty when you stand before the throne. God has a record. And He knows all about everything we have ever done, said or thought. He offers to save you now. He will be your judge then. His arms are open in a longing, loving invitation now. In that day, He will point lost men to an everlasting hell. 
He will reward the faithful and punish the sinful. At the judgment seat of Christ, He will reward the faithful. At the great white throne, He will pronounce punishment upon the sinful. You can get away with your wrong living here, but you will be punished there. You cannot escape the judgment. The hand that was pierced upon the cross for you will point your way into the bottomless pits. But thank God, those who have trusted Christ are saved now. They shall be rewarded then. He will live forever with his children. The greatest joy that can come to a Christian in this world is to have a few minutes of unbroken fellowship with the Heavenly Father. But in heaven... We shall have perfect communion with Him where congregations never break up and Sabbaths never end. Thus shall we ever be with the Lord. My friends, this is the kind of a God you must live for. He is the kind of God you must meet someday. He is great and good and loving and merciful. He offers His best to you here. But if you reject His offers, He will be your judge in that other world. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready to meet God and give Him an account of your life? Are you ready for that hour to come to you? There is only one way to make preparation. Come to God through Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, and all will be well with you forever. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Frederick Paul, for sharing God's Word. We do hope you found our program beneficial. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. Oh, taste and see that God is good to all who seek His face. E bless that one who trusts in Him, confiding in His grace. Yes, God is good no matter what circumstances. It's a lesson we must all learn sooner or later. With this, we come to the end of our program. To know more on God's Word and His plan of salvation, do write to us on Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra, India Our address once again is Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra, India You could also email us on amc3 at vsnl.com That's amc3 at vsnl.com I'm Sharad. I'm Sophia signing out from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then, we wish you goodbye and God bless you.